Welcome to the Buyers Agent Institute podcast, the show that will take you from your nine to five to living a life on your terms. We hear from the experts themselves, sharing how they created their success and give you actionable steps to help you create a lifestyle by design. Becoming a buyer's agent requires passion, dedication, and great mentorship. This podcast will share with you all three so that you can turn buying property into a career. And, you know, I, it was just a great opportunity. And I, I'm a big believer that when you get offered something, you know, you don't, as in an opportunity, you don't necessarily have to take people up, but you should always hear them out. You should always see what's out there. It might be to your benefit. It might be to their benefit, but you don't really gain anything by being closed-minded and not being willing to see, you know, opportunities that are out there. Welcome to the Buyers Agents Institute show. The purpose of the show is to bring awareness to buyers agents, to bring awareness around the career opportunities that are provided to buyers agents around Australia, to bring awareness around the value that buyers agents provide to people who need help buying property. Our goal with the show is to strip back and dive into the remarkable stories and journeys of buyers agents who are paving the way forward in one of the fastest growing career sectors in real estate right now. We've got a special guest today. His name is Lachlan Vidler. He's based in Canberra in the ACT. He was an officer in the Royal Australian Navy. He worked on four ships. He also won awards for innovation and leadership. He then left the military. He went into the corporate world. He worked as a management consultant for Accenture and Deloitte. He's also studied an undergraduate, a postgraduate, a master's across finance, business, and property. He's also, over 10 years, built a property portfolio spread over different asset classes. He's also shifted into luxury developments. Today, I'd like to introduce Lachlan. Welcome, Lachlan. Hey, Ben. Thanks for having me today. You're welcome, mate. You've got a good, you've got a good backstory. Yeah, look, it's a bit unique, isn't it? I think uh, there's probably not many people, particularly in the real estate or buyer's agent sector, that uh, probably have a background similar to mine. So it's, it's nice. It's, um, it's a good way to, I don't know, meet people and have something to talk about. One thing I forgot in my intro for you was whilst you were uh, deployed, yeah. I believe you were studying some of your degrees, right? Yeah, so uh, on one of the deployments I had, I was, I was um, out in, in some of the more contested areas uh, of the world in our region and um, I was studying my master's degree in finance, trying to study at night, be up during the day. It was certainly hard, but uh, it's, it's, it's a good memory to look back on, I guess. What does being an officer in the Royal Australian Navy mean? There's lots of different jobs. So you can do things like warfare, where you might be driving ships, logistics, engineering, and a few others. And basically what it means is that uh, you're in charge of people. You know, you have your job where, like I said, you could be doing logistics or warfare, whatever it might be. But then you also have a team leadership uh, and people leadership component to it. And there's high standards. Um, there's a lot that's expected of you, but it's, it's a lot of fun and it's a really good career. I'm sure it would have taught you a lot. Yeah. Um, you obviously won, as I said, awards for, for leadership and innovation. What do you feel like you came away with, especially then you migrated into the, the corporate world? What do you feel like it taught you some key skills? I think it really taught me a lot of leadership and you know, I sort of just spoke about that, but I think you can't really put a price on knowing and learning how to lead people, how to lead teams. Um, it teaches you the teamwork side as well because good leaders are good 
team members, and then also a lot of planning. And I think all those all those things you can apply that to any business. You can apply it to any sector. You know, for buyers agents or as an investor, you know, you you need the leadership to be able to make decisions about things. You need the teamwork to be able to build a good team around you and then be able to operate within that team. And then the planning, because without plans, you know, you're just sort of shooting in the dark. You don't really know where you're going or what you're doing. And you won't know when you've reached a goal or a, a point along the road to a goal. So plans are also pretty important. It's awesome. And then you transitioned into corporate, working for the big names, Deloitte, Accenture. Was that always a plan when you were in the Navy? Were you, were you thinking about going in that direction or...? I think uh, over my time in the Navy, you know, you sort of grow, you mature as you learn things, you know, your outlook on life changes. And I think when I joined, I probably always thought that I was never going to be in 30 years. I was probably never going to be an admiral, but I knew I wanted to start there um, and I wanted to learn some of the things and have some of those experiences. And then when I was looking to leave, you know, you spoke about how I've, I've, I've studied um, finance at a master's level. I always wanted to go down, you know, maybe like a banking or a finance or a consulting pathway. And for me, uh, my opportunity with Deloitte just sort of fell into my lap. You know, I had, I had a recruiter that was helping me look around. Uh, I had some people that had worked in, in, in that sector and I got offered an, an opportunity to interview and I just went for it. And then I kept going back and back and eventually they said, hey, would you like to come work for us? And um, that was that. What was the key difference you learned, especially from that transition? I mean, going from the Navy then into corporate, I mean, there's politics in both, yeah. but I guess, was there any key fundamental differences you, you, you noticed moving between the two? Maybe not a lot. I think, like you said, you know, there's, there's similar dynamics of, of everything in, in, in lots of workplaces. Um, I think I really love the teamwork aspect of the Navy. Now, that's not to say you don't get that in, you know, some of the places I've been or some of the other corporate jobs, but it's certainly very different to when you're living on a ship you know, the ship could be anywhere in the, in the middle of the ocean and you look around and all you can see is the horizon out there and that's all you see for days and you're with, you know, maybe 150, 200 people or as low as 20 on, on some of the ships that I was on and you can't really put a price on that sort of teamwork and that bonding that you get from just being in that environment. And so you then worked at Accenture, was that after Deloitte? Yeah. So you were a management consultant at both? Yeah. And... Was that something that you saw like more progressively that was going to be your future or was that something you thought, you know, I now need to transition again into something else after those gigs? I mean, I guess my move to Accenture was just sort of a bit like similar, similar a little bit to Deloitte where it was just an opportunity that was put in front of me and it had uh, some good progression opportunities for me. And it was before I was looking at things like opening my own buyer's agency business. Uh, and, you know, I, it was just a great opportunity. And I, I'm a big believer that... When you get offered something, you know, you don't, as in an opportunity, you don't necessarily have to take people up, but you should always hear them out. You should always see what's out there. It might be to your benefit, it might be to their benefit, but you don't really gain anything by being closed-minded and not being willing to see, you know, opportunities that are out there. So after Accenture, did you then just decide you were going to commit to opening your own buyer's agent business or were you going to consider looking at other opportunities? No, I mean, like I'm still, I still work there. I'm still, you know, working in a nine to five role with them and running the business uh, as a part-time thing at the moment as we continue to grow it and, and make it bigger. And it's important to make sure that you've planned one of the things that I learned in the Navy, you've planned out, you know, the things that you're going to do well in advance because you don't want to make rash decisions. You know, I didn't, I wasn't ready with my own life circumstances to necessarily leave full-time employment just yet. But I also saw the great opportunity that I had through BAI and 
opening a buyer's agency that I couldn't turn down either. And I've just had to find ways to make both of those things fit well within my life. I love it. We'll get to Atlas Property Group soon. I just, I guess, want to dive into, so you've built a property portfolio with your partner. Yeah. And when did that commence? Uh, well, we've been going, you know, over the last few years, a little while, and, um, you know, by no means are we 50 millionaires or something like that. You know, we have a nice portfolio. We keep looking to grow it. Like you said, we we sort of done some some stuff in the uh, luxury development space as well. And, um, you know, we just we just wanted to make sure that we were putting in place good things for our future life. Good on you guys. And so is your partner going to join you in Atlas? She will. She will. Uh, eventually, I think that, um, you know, you, we, we want to make sure it's nice and established and we've got a good rhythm going. And, um, and she's already helping out behind the scenes. Um, and, you know, we're hoping in the not, not too distant future, she'll be able to come on as a full-time, you know, face, be out there dealing with our clients a lot more and not just sort of being the, being the workhorse behind the scenes and, and helping make me look good. Great. So um, whereabouts are you going to be focusing on with your clients? Because I know you're up and running. But where are you focusing on at the moment? We're sort of taking a national uh, outlook, I guess you could say, where, um, like you said, I'm based in Canberra, but I, I did a lot of my time growing up in Sydney. So I'm, I'm, I always do a lots, lots of travel between the two. Uh, and because we're quite focused on the investment side of the house and, and we still help owner occupiers, but predominantly in the investment side, we help people from all over. You know, we, we get people calling in from Queensland, from South Australia, New South Wales, all over. And... If, if we feel like we can help them and they would like to work with us, we'll, we'll help out and work with anybody. And development stuff, are you going to be like finding sites, doing any of that stuff? Probably not at the start. I mean, with a little bit of our own personal background in it, I'm sure it'll be a natural progression as we keep growing the company. I think we're just focusing on established property at this stage, matching investors with, with sound investments. But development is something that we're, we and, and I'm, pretty passionate about and I think that it would be a really nice place to to keep moving towards into the future. Yeah, do you see a development division opening up within the Atlas Group? Oh, I don't want to give too much away this early, but <laughs> uh, you know, it's always nice to dream, isn't it? I think, you know, there's lots of big property developers in in Australia and and um, there's always space for good people to enter any any sector or any industry and who knows, maybe you'll see Atlas developments before uh, too soon. I guess did you envision yourself being an entrepreneur growing up? Is that something no, I can't say I really did. I mean, when I sort of look back, I can see maybe some little indications of where I was willing to sort of be a little bit outside the norm and do things that, um, you know, you maybe wouldn't expect from people at, at the ages that I was when I, when I sort of looked and tried to do certain things. But, I, you know, I never sort of sat back and went, I can't wait to be an entrepreneur, you know, over my time in the Navy and then now being working in the corporate sector. I've sort of started to, you know, envisage a dream for myself and my partner where you know we're our own bosses and we can make our own company and our own legacy and you know it's ours we're not building it for someone else we're building it for us yeah and you're so primed for the entrepreneurial journey i mean you know the navy what i'm sure there's just so much you'd learn there on that on that journey and then obviously the study that you've done it's it's been obviously really tight what you've learned and then you've obviously went into the corporate world which you're still in now and you've had exposure obviously with management consulting, and then you've bought property over the years with your partner. Like you're so primed for this buyer's agent business to be running it. Like it's, I think you've done the work. And so it's gonna be just incredible to see how you guys fly over the next few years. Oh, thanks Ben. I think, you know, when you, when you say it and you rattle things off like that, you know, it makes it sound, 
maybe a little bit better than what it is and you know there's been lots of hard work and we're just excited to be able to you know keep moving along our pathway you know like you, you talked a bit about some of my education and I love studying I think that you know it, it keeps you sharp keeps you current on lots of things um we spoke earlier about how I've done my finance masters I'm now into a master's of property investment and development and it, it's funny because before the BA business was even looking you know before the idea had even been created I wanted to do that just for my own personal reasons I thought you know this would just be great it's an interest it'll help us out in our own investing journey and then now with the BA business it's just it, it's such a natural fit and it's going to be great for our clients where they're going to know not only does he have some runs on the board of his own investing and some of his other you know like story of his life but he can also you know show us that he's done some formal education in it and you know he's got you know a bit of a standard and he's out there looking out for our best interests yeah and i guess a lot of that theory you're going to put into a lot more practice now working with a lot of the clients you're working with now you're going to be buying a lot more as opposed to just accumulating properties for your own portfolio it's great when you do put that that theory into practice. What inspired you to to become a buyer's agent? Did you did you see publicity in papers around buyer's agents, or when did you first, I guess, get a glimpse of it? As soon as you become active in a space like real estate or or whatever it is, you know your your social networks, your thing, your your internet, everything starts showing you certain things. And and buyer's agents have always been you know around my news news feed for Facebook, for example, in different different respects. And you know, buying property, you hear about it and you know, I, I don't know if there was ever a specific point where I was like, you know, I want to be a, a buyer's agent, but my partner and I, we always said, you know, if we we're going to start something, like, what should we do? And we always said, well, real estate just is so natural. It's fun. It's exciting. Like, we get up excited about it. And then when I found out about the Buyer's Agent Institute, I couldn't believe, you know, this opportunity that was in front of me. And when I started looking into it further, I realized what a great course you'd, you'd set up. And some of the um, successes some of the students had had, I thought, look, you know, I'd be crazy to not give it a run. Maybe it doesn't work out. Maybe it does, but at least I tried. Let's talk about ACT. So you're not obviously from there. You're a Sydney boy. Yes. So did you move there obviously for the consulting work? Yeah. So uh, I spent some time there when I was in the military and, and I quite liked it. And then uh, as I was coming to the end of my time in the military, my partner was working down there. So um, when I had my, my job opportunity with Deloitte, it happened to be for the Canberra office. And I thought, you know, great opportunity. We can finally come back together because we've been living apart for a little while just from our different postings. Um, and, and, and we moved there. But um, we're, we're really excited to be hopefully coming back to Sydney soon because we both love it. The harbour, the sights, the vibe, everything. You know, Sydney is just such an, uh, an exciting city. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's a bit more vibrant than Canberra. Yeah, absolutely. But I will say Canberra, some of the best nights out I've ever had in Canberra. The bar scene is amazing. The food scene is amazing. And I think Canberra gets a bit of a bad rap around the place. <laughs> Yeah, listen, I mean, it looks beautiful. I mean, you drive around there, it's very green, it's, it looks very clean, it's, it seems like a very peaceful place to be. What's the vision for Atlas Group? I mean, I know you guys recently started, it's obviously, it's a, it's a, it's a startup, it's a new business, but what is the vision for, for you guys? Going back to some of those things I learned in the military and planning, you know, the plan would be, maybe let's grow a billion dollar company, who knows? But being realistic, you know, we just want to, we want to keep growing it, we want to help help keep helping our clients uh we'd love to move back to sydney you know once we're satisfied that the business is in a in a great place we can stop doing some of the travel between the two cities uh and we just we just like to keep growing and keep helping people and deloitte sorry not deloitte accenture what 
is the, is the plan to kind of slowly transition out of there um, or do, are you, you going to look to keep both running simultaneously or i think it'll it'll probably just come down to how the business is going you know i think if if we were doing i don't know 10 10 deals a month or 15 deals a month or we had the capacity to be doing that it, it might be hard to keep maintaining other full-time employment but you know if we if we're going at a, at a um, slower trajectory and we're just, and we're growing on a, on a slower pace we'll make sure that we're just in a you know in a good safe place so that we can not put the business at risk and not put our own selves at risk well you know putting your planning hat on right like part-time works really smart and if you look at some of the best entrepreneurs in the world that's what they did so like F phil knight from nike he was running his accounting job when he launched nike the the google guys they were they were studying i think at stanford phds when they launched google and so a lot of these entrepreneurs they really they hedge their bets and so they are actually like one foot in one foot out and that's exactly what you're doing i think it's really smart there's this whole notion that you just got to go all in all the time but it's actually not not co entirely correct so i think it's awesome what you're doing oh thanks ben i think <laughs> putting me in the same sentence as some of those as those guys i think is ambitious but i love that and and who knows who knows where atlas property group will be but um i think you're right i think you know in, in today's day and age and you know seeing what's going on in the world around us i think it's really shown people that sometimes people get overextended or they take risks that maybe they shouldn't have and and there's nothing wrong with taking things at a slower pace if there's some additional security that's worth it. And, and I think any, any business owner, entrepreneur, um, full-time worker, whatever it is, I think that you know, everyone wants to make sure you know, you've got a stable paycheck, your family life is good, your, your career or business opportunities are sound, and you'll, you'll just try to make the best decisions to keep all of those ticking along nicely. It's been crazy times, obviously, since March, like the pandemic, right? The whole, the whole world, world's gone through a transition like what have you what have you learned just generally like just with life during that time i mean you've obviously you've been working for a big corporate um like what's what's come up for you during that time i think one thing that i've been so impressed with and, and quite happy about is how a lot of these big corporate companies and, and you know smaller companies and, and you know pretty much just the whole world has taken to working from home and trying to get a bit of work-life balance back i think you know, you can look up statistics, you can look up academic reports about how everyone has just been so, you know, go, go, go for so many years and people have been working longer hours and, and re reductions in productivity from those longer hours. And I think that, you know, with COVID going on and, and some of the other things in the world, it's made people reevaluate how they can do business. How can we do it better? You know, I think the BA business is a great example of that. You could meet people in a shop front or an office but you could just as easily meet people online. And I think that the world situation has helped to normalize some different business practices that are gonna set everyone up for the future far better than perhaps what we were doing beforehand. Where can people find Atlas Property Group? Well, uh, you can find us at our website, which is atlaspropertygroup.com.au. And we're across all the social medias. We've got our Facebook account, we've got Instagram, and we've got LinkedIn. We don't have a TikTok yet. Who knows? Maybe as the company grows and we have more people working for us, we could get some good stuff going on that. But uh, they're the main platforms that you can find us on. Awesome, dude. It's been super um, great just talking with you. You've got a really inspiring story. You're kicking big goals in your business, man. And hopefully you'll be out of the the consulting work soon, you'll be full-time in the BA business. Congrats, man. Oh, thanks for having me, Ben. And um, thanks, you know, for everything that you've been able to teach me as we've been going on. It's been great. And 
Uh, I don't know if I would have been able to get to the point that I'm at now without everything that I've learned from you and BAI. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Well, guys, Lachlan's got a super inspiring story. He's, he's the planner. So if you're looking for the plan, he's your man. He's got so much experience, so much, I guess, um, diversity to what he's learned. And I think that's one of the most incredible things about um, business owners is the different skill and talent they bring to the table, just life and knowledge. And so if you are looking for investment properties on a national level, Lachlan is based in ACT, but he's running a borderless investment model. So reach out to Lachlan, reach out on his details, check out his website. See you next week. To find out more about how you can become a stellar buyer's agent yourself, head to www.buyersagentinstitute.com.au.